Hi, Kit. Hi, how are you? How are you? What's a pop? Great. I mean, last week we left on a bit of a cliffhanger. Did I, did I not get the job? And the the answer is, like, drum roll, maybe I'll insert one. Oh yeah, because I was, (laughs) don't don't do my terrible version of it. And yeah, I got the job and it's kind of crazy. I'm drinking champagne right now. Sip, sip. I'm drinking Ribena and gin uh, to celebrate. Um, <laughs> That's you, a you're a working girl. Yeah, I start. Mm, well, I start tomorrow, um, and I'm a bit nervous. I can't, but... Also, you didn't you just get accepted like two days ago? Okay, so I'll tell you the tea. Basically, um, so I interviewed. I think last Monday for the for the first interview, and it went really well and I I was like woo this is basically the only job that I am like super qualified for um so I was like I know I can do really well in the interview and I think that came across and then basically during the interview this was an interview for an internship and they go what do you want to get out of this internship and I go uh a job that would be nice um and they like they like looked at each other and I was like "Hmm." straight from the hip you know just say what you want like how you're feeling like how else am I meant to answer? I want I want a job. Like I said, like at your company or a, a similar company. Like I want to use all this experience I get to. Yeah, get that's me a true. Why job. would? What would anyone else's response to that be? Like I just want to sort of like. I mean, like sit you around. know, other people would be like, "Oh, I want to learn," or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'm yeah, just right, like yeah. I, I'm a person that uh, is obsessed with like radical honesty right now, and I'm just like saying what I want and like getting it is really satisfactory. I think that's the be- No, I think that's amazing. I think that's probably the best thing. No, because do. I don't like to, like, beat around the bush anymore, because I feel like I used to be such a kind of, like, well, if, if you want to do that, we can do that, but, you know, yeah. Right. And now I'm just like, I want to go to this restaurant, like, let's do that, or I want to go do this thing, come right, with yeah. me, instead of being like, let's do something, I have something in mind, but I'm I'm completely flexible, and blah, 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 so. Right. Your right. eyes just went so wide there. You're not flexible. I'm not flexible. No, I was just thinking, because I was like, I, 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 I love that, and I respect that, and I, I, I think I'm hopefully working in that direction. But I love that because I love that you're like, I'm not flexible. I've got, I'm a woman with a... I'm, I'm a I have a job a now, you know? And a... <laughs> You're like you're like I, I'm a working woman. I don't have time for you to decide where we go to eat. No, it's just, we're going to the shoe and that's it. Literally, and I, there's I don't know. I feel like I used to be really indecisive, and it's less. I, I'm not being like authoritarian with my friendships, but it's just like there is sometimes so much indecisiveness, and then plans never get done. And I like to do things. So anyway, look. I would just like to say she is an authoritarian <laughs> with her friendships, and I'm currently being held at gunpoint. Um, that's how this is I'm cracking the whip right now, Kit, so be careful with your words. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he will enjoy that, so. Um, But anyway, (laughs) after me saying, like, oh, I really want a job out of this, I sent them, like, the interview finished, I sent them a follow-up email just being like, hey, great to interview with you, like, um, really like talking about this, you know, the shit you do. And um, they sent back an email the next day being like, hey, we want to be really honest with you back. And um, there is an opportunity to get a full-time position here because we saw that you were interested in that. Do you want to interview for that tomorrow? And they sent this email like quite late in the day. So I didn't even get a day to prepare for this interview. And they gave me no job description of what the job actually was. So I was like, oh it, God, it's, 
very similar to what the internship you were you were interviewing for a job that you didn't you were interviewing for a job that you didn't know about essentially that was what i it it was the same as the internship there was a few things added but i didn't know specifics and for me to like prepare for a job interview usually like i really study what i would be doing how i could use my skills against it so i was like i'm going into this interview basically blind but hopefully they know that a bit and they know that I'm going to be slightly underprepared. Um, but yeah, I did the interview. Was it the same interviewer? No, I was really worried it would be the same interviewer and then I would like recycle what I had said in the original right, yeah. interview and be like looking like I'm reading off a script because, you know, we all have those things where it's like, how have you demonstrated your organisational skills? And it's, I'm not, I don't have 10 things to say about that. Sorry. Oh. Um <laughs> You were like, I've got one story and I'm 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 taking that to the bank. <laughs> you were Literally. Like, That's and then so we spoke on Thursday at around four, and then an hour later they sent me um the invitation for a job offer. And I was like, This Shit. is um, and I was like, ah um as anyone would be. I'm so happy and they were like so that was Thursday evening and they were like oh could you start on Monday and I was like like give me a minute I just need I like I needed a minute to process but I was like super super happy and yeah so I'm starting on Wednesday because I actually had to tie up some loose ends with my other job like give it was uh, a voluntary job so I don't have to like really give a notice so they they were really sweet to me when I left as well. They were like, we love you. Thank you so much for working Aww. here. If you ever need a reference. And I was like, oh, I... Oh, that's, oh that is that is the best thing anyone could ever fucking say to you. If you ever need a reference yeah. and you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> I know like, because in one of my past jobs, I've contacted my old boss, have not heard anything from her. No, and no, no. I just asked her like... um, hey, I'm searching for a job right now. Um, it'd be really great if I know that you could be one of my references. No reply. Um, but she was lovely anyway, and I think she was actually uh, going back to her home country because of COVID. So there's no there's no bad blood. I've got to be careful of what I said. There's no beef. There's no <laughs> hatred. But yeah, I'm like, um, I'm really excited. But honestly, I'm so happy for you. No one deserves it more. Oh, well. Live, come on, girl. Give it, give it up. I, I, let's Live raise it up, a glass. Get that job. Get that money. <laughs> let's raise a glass. Get that money. I'm, I'm actually really, really excited for you. And I'm very, very happy for you. And I can't wait for you to. And I'm excited to hear all the... Especially because I don't know what this job is. Mm. <laughs> I know what my job is. But I don't really understand. I haven't even started yet. No, so you I know don't what your know job what is. all the tasks entail. Because there's one main no, thing I'll course. be doing, which is kind of a management position. And then there's other things involved in it so i don't know how the dynamic of my day will work out and you know i think it will be 70 percent of my main job and then the rest of it will be somewhat admin marketing job so it's looking to be interesting but i need to say something right now and i need to motivate people right now a year ago um i wrote myself a letter and it was on an email thing. Oh my god. No, listen, listen. Where is this going? I wrote myself a letter and there was like three things I wanted to achieve. And one of them was getting a first university done. One of them was getting a job done. 
Um, and the other one was like working on my body, working on myself and working on like relationship with food, all of that good stuff. I was, no, oh, that's not done, but that is dramatically In different. In the process. That is true. That's, a, it, that's always going to be a work in process. And I got the letter the day after I got my job back from myself. So it had been like exactly a year and I had like completed all of those things. And I was like, that's amazing. Manifest your shit because honestly I'm not a woo woo person and I'm not going to say get this rock and it will cure you but I will say putting stuff out into the universe like having intention with what you do and having an end goal not a a planned out plan I I don't think five year plans work but like having this kind of thing in your head where you're like I want to achieve this within a year um, it's really good and I was able to do that so Look at life. No, I think that's true, though. I think in the sense that, like, if you go, I want to be... Like, if you make it really, really specific, that's not, you know... if you, And I think especially, like, for yours as well, if you give yourself three things, like, don't give yourself, like, ten ultra-specific things oh, no, that no, when no. they don't happen, you then, like, shame yourself over. But I do think, like, just having a sort of uh, an intention and unconsciously moving with intention... I think that I think that's a thing. I don't think that's like a you know, I don't think that's a, a sort of like radically like you know hippy dippy thing to say. No, no, no. Uh, and so you know, obviously works. So works, sis. Come on, letter <laughs> to yourself. Works, sis. Good but that, yeah, good I'm gonna that write that. another letter to myself and I'll I'll check in next year and see if I have completed. Is your it. is your next letter just gonna be like world domination? I mean, my next one is probably gonna be I I I really I. When I was doing the cover up for this podcast, actually, it was the first time I've actually, I've said actually like 10 times in that sentence. It was the first time I had done something creative and something where it took creative thinking for a really long time. And I really Mm. want to do more of that because Kit has always known that I've had like this issue where I feel like... I'm like, I have no purpose because I'm not creating. I'm not, like I did GCSE art and then I love art and then I very sharply stopped because I was like, it's unemployable. How can I do an art degree? Um, I know, so dumb. My mum is literally doing an art degree right now and doing very well for herself. So, Um, but I was just like, oh, it it won't ever work. I'm not, I'm not good enough with art. But then after that, I feel like there's, I don't know, when you don't, do something like create something draw something paint something make something it makes you so like i don't know have like kind of creative block and you feel like there's a certain bit of your brain that's not being used and i don't know it feels like i need to use all of my brain (laughs) (laughs) no but i do think it's true like i think that like like even now because i'm here's a I don't want to say this on the podcast because I don't want it to... Maybe this is my version of manifesting. Maybe this is my intention. Basically, I want to start making, like, an animation. So I've started, like, very broadly, like, storyboarding the animation. But, like... Maybe a voice of one of your animated characters. (gasps) Please do. Please do. I need you to do The one that smokes 50 cigarettes a day so it can match with my voice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please give me that... Give me that Marlboro... (laughs) Give me that Marlboro voice. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, but I do think, like, even just doing storyboards, which Mm. is, like, not even, like, arguably the most creative part in terms, you know, like, it's such a minute part. I was doing that for an hour before this podcast, and it, like, went by so fast, and I just feel so, like, 
rejuvenated, which sounds like such a silly thing to say, but yeah, no, I do think it, I, I think it, um, yeah, it just, it just sort of like, I don't want to say the word awakens, but it's sort <laughs> of like just, it, 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 it kind of, um, yeah, it does. It kind of awakens just like an aspect of your brain or the way that you think that's often maybe not always accessible to you. No, us. totally, because at uni I was writing essays and yeah, they're somewhat creative, but it wasn't like creative writing and it wasn't no. like doing a painting or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm just like, I just want to do... Like, I just want, I actually want to, like, experiment and do, get into, like, loads of new hobbies, and I want to try out new things. Obviously, like, lockdown dependent, and how, where that will go, and what dates actually You're stick. saying, fuck lockdown, I'm going to a rave. I'm going to go to a rave, and hobbies at a rave. And she's always like, whose house can I stay at after the rave? And I'm like, bitch, please stop. <laughs> that said, though, June 21st. I don't, I'm not we going are... out on the first day. I'll go to like a bar or something, but I'm not going to a club because right, we'll, do, we'll do a bar. The people on the on the first day, the people that go out are definitely going to be anti-maskers and they're going to be like literally spitting on people. And I just like and it's well. Oh, that's a good point. Actually, I, I will be so overwhelmed because I went to too many Borough people. Market and that has kind of an average amount of people in normal times. It's not crowded but it has like seeing 50 people like around you like in this time is just so disorientating especially after a year of like only like only in a space seeing 10 people so yeah that was overwhelming for me so i can't even imagine what it is to go into a club i don't know how they're gonna do capacity and stuff like that because i feel like to enjoy a club you gotta have you know, the vibe there where there's a lot of people, but at the same time... like, this is, like, such a me comment to make, (laughs) especially, like, if you know me and, like, Phoebe will understand this. June 21st is going to be fucking hot. I don't want to be in a club. Oh, my God, no. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, when it gets to summer, I sweat like a hooker in church. My body gives out. I'm tired all the time. No part of me on June 21st is, like, let's get in a... Hot, steamy room with a bunch of people. I am not a sexy sweater either. Like, there are some people... (laughs) And they're like, their chest sweats, and that's, like, kind of sexy. But I... My upper lip... Mine is the fucking brow. My brow. (laughs) My brow look... My brow looks like a river. (laughs) It looks like a waterfall. It is not pretty. And it's not, like... It's not, like, sexy, like I'm in, like, a movie and I've just, no, like, had some steamy yeah, no. sex. No. It looks like I've just, like, run a marathon. No. It's very intense. Mine is the upper lip. And I never noticed it until my boyfriend literally, like, swiped his thumb under my <gasps> lip on a on a summer's day when I think we'd only be dating, like, a couple months. And I was like, what the fuck did you just do? And he's like, your lip was so sweaty, it looked like you had a moustache. And I was like, excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> that's, no, that's not that bad. I've had it where someone's, like, literally come up in, like, in the summer and they've put their hand on my shoulder or oh. something and they've gone... And they feel like I feel the retract. Like, like, immediately repulsed. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. 
my body does what she wants. No, I don't choose it. I like... always tell people when I'm sweaty, I'm like, and they, like when I go see people, I'm like, I'm sweaty, please don't hug me. And they're like, oh, don't hug they're like, me. oh, who cares? I'm sweaty me. too. And then they hug me, and then they realise how sweaty <laughs> I am. And then they're I like, know, you and then they rub it's their hands like... on their trousers. And I'm like, okay, I told you. I know, because people always go, people always go, oh no, don't worry, I'm sweaty too. And I'm like, mama, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there is, I can assure you with the utmost certainty that this is a very different level. Anyway, we've been talking about yeah. sweat for like, for like 16 minutes. But I'm ready, I'm ready to get let's into, get into the summer film. days though. But yeah, let's. Oh, I am ready for that. Can we go for a picnic? Oh, oh we'll do, we'll do, oh, when, lo- when lockdown's kind of hopefully over in summer, we could do like a proper live one where we're together. Oh my we God, could do a yes. It will be like so surreal. Know, I'll feel so awkward. Tune in, guys. <laughs> I know, I'll be like earlier, right now. But yeah, let's... Just the two of us swaying, <laughs> swaying on recording. You'll just hear, like, a manic fan in the background, just... <laughs> you will, you will. Jesus. But yeah, okay. the film anyway. In the Mood for Love, um, which is... In the Mood for Love. Is it Hong Kong East? Is that how you say it? I actually was trying to think this. I think it's Hong Kong East. Hong Kong East. It's a Hong Kong East think... film. Or it's a Hong Kong made <laughs> set film by Wong Kar Wai. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. No, that sounds but, good. That sounds yeah. good. But yeah, okay, um, <laughs> it was quite an interesting film. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Kind of similar to okay. maybe last week's film. Um, okay. Dr- as dramatic as last week's? Mm, not, well, uh, I don't know. Like, I just... Again, okay. I just think this was more of an art movie than a feature right, film yeah. movie. And I know it's not yeah. trying to be... I, I, I can tell with the film, it's not trying to be the most influential film of the century. Whereas I know it has done right. a lot of influence in cinematography because it was filmed beautifully and in an really original way. But did anything happen in it? No. <laughs> sorry see that's yeah it's a it's a weird one because i really really loved watching this film mm-hmm. as you said like it's stunning like to, it's one of the most for me like watching it it's every detail of it from even like the acting to like the set design to the cinematography to the costume design are all kind of like pieces of art in their own right like they're so beautifully done no i need to just say the costumes okay. the costumes <gasps> fantastic insane i need someone to tailor me a dress like that that will fit immaculately to my body stunning it's gorgeous and, and she had a the most, fact that they... she had an amazing frame as well for it where it was just oh. like oh i i was obsessed with her Ma- and her like, dresses like honestly like maggie chung one of the most beautiful like people i've ever seen in my life and i think like the fact that she has the same dress on in terms of shape yeah. and style and you just get all these different and I mean, the one where it's like the lime green and white, yes, like, cross. Yes, that's what I was really fucking... gravitated towards. Because you could wear that oh. now. You could literally wear that now and no one would oh, think honestly, it's dated yeah. at all. Because um, this movie was made in the 90s, but set in the 60s. And... It was made in 2000. Oh, 2000, sorry. 
crazy. I know, because I, I thought it was in the 90s. It was really, really incredibly beautiful. Um, all the dresses. But sorry, continue. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, like, in the same sense that, like, I kind of understand what you mean by comparing it to, like, like, Mal- what was it? Malcolm and Marie? Molly and me. Just in the sense because... Molly and me. Just because, like, obviously, like, nothing nothing really happens. And what... I mean, I will say it was much better than uh, Malcolm yeah. and Marie in the sense that whilst nothing happens, you're kind of... You're forced into, like, what? The tension between these two characters. Whereas the other one was a lot of, like monologue dialogue of how could you do this to me and it kind yeah. of got cheesy I, I think this, this one is a lot more just looking yeah. and stuff like that like exactly and i think there was a lot more um kind of interest towards it because malcolm and marie if we're comparing it to that was just very like dry and it, it had its you knew exactly what was going to happen for the rest of the film within the first like 15 minutes so there was no surprises there were no twists um so yeah, this was much more original and interesting. Um, I don't know whether it was just stylistically there were choices made because um, it was a film made in Hong Kong or it was the certain director's choice to make those um, things. But there were certain... There, so there were two kind of main characters that were never introduced to in the film, which is... Oh my god, how, I can't remember the names of the two people. Um, but it's following two people which they found out their spouses oh, it's, are it's... cheating together. Right. Um, but we're never introduced to either of the two cheating spouses and every scene with them in, it's kind of doing a mirror reflect or it's only focusing on um, the man or the woman, the wife or the husband. Um, and that's really... I think that was really interesting. I've seen some films like that where it would do that um i think the double did that a david awawadi richard awawadi film but i they they would always introduce the character at the end and i i would just it kind of annoyed me that you never got to see the character um that played like the the two cheaters because i felt like that would be the climax of the film and there wasn't like that would be the fight and the exposure of them would be the moment in the film where things would kind of be conclusive, but because they're never confronted with this, with the cheating, either partner, maybe the husband's partner, um, maybe the man's partner, he confronts, I can't really understand. Mm. But... Um, yeah, there's a bit of a weird thing. There's a thing. bit of a weird thing in there. Um, but I feel like that was kind of it was inconclusive in the retribution of the situation and i feel like yes it is the 60s so people are probably not going to speak out about adultery in their situation because it's so taboo probably even more taboo in hong kong to get a divorce but i thought the filming of it was interesting but the actual plot of it was not that interesting or kind of just felt like there should be a part two almost right see that's interesting because i kind of have a difference which is that i love the fact that you never see the spouses 
I love the fact that you you see or hear the spouses. They're kind of there, but you never see them. And that they're like... I like the fact that there's never that sort of moment where they kind of come into view and there's that fight. Like, and that... I don't know. I kind of like the, the tension in that. Or the way that the sort of film constantly sets up that that might be something that could happen but doesn't happen i don't know i i i find a sort i find it like a pleasure in that but i i completely understand why it's also like like i it is frustrating so there's like a weird kind of like dual thing of like you because you do get an experience where so maggie chung's character um uh mrs Chen, yeah they're not given first names the, actually the, in the film, no, they're they're all, and it's what's quite funny is that they're always referenced referenced in their uh, family name and their marital yeah. name, that kind of idea of like, but like, um, there's like this wonderful scene where she, because what's what's funny is that obviously these two people in discovering that their own spouses are having a, an affair with each other, then kind of fall in love with each other, and they start doing this thing where they start trying to reenact how their spouses I mean, that was so started having this affair. And that mirrored effect was so cool. And so and so there's moments, because there were moments, I don't know how you felt about it, because we might have watched different films with like different subtitles, like it might have been translated slightly differently. Yeah. But there was, um, there was a, there were moments where I couldn't tell when they were speaking as themselves or speaking as their spouses. Yeah, 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 exactly. In the acting. And so there's like that scene where she's like, it looks, at the beginning of the scene, it looks like she's confronting her husband. Yes, being like, yeah. do you have a mistress? And then the camera turns and you realise that, no, it's just this other guy, the, her neighbour, who she's now falling in love with. Um, and I like that. That was that, that was such a pleasurable moment for me because you're like, oh, 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 we're getting this like thing, as you said, this confrontation. And then, oh, no, it's kind of been taken away from us. And I don't know, I kind of liked that interplay in the fact that the director was like, fuck it, I'm not going to focus it on the cheating partners, which might be a sort of more traditional way of looking at it. And I'm just going to look at it, these two in this sort of like mirrored yeah. way. I don't know. I, but I do, I do think it is like a, a kind of like, maybe like a, a, like a Marmite situation of some people are like, no, 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 no. Give me that. Do you know So I do think it's an interesting film. And I just like, felt that. that because the film wraps up quite hurriedly, I would say. That's true. Because um, they just do, oh, time has passed. This has happened. It's right. it's not obvious whether the man has conf- confronted his wife, but it's quite obvious that the woman has either confronted him and not really cared and they've continued their relationship because ne- they now have a son together or they- she hasn't confronted him at all. But she's obviously still lingering in the past because she's then moved into the flat that she used to be in. Which, don't you think their living situation's a bit weird? I don't know whether it's because in Hong Kong the the rent is so high, but why are they living with just like well, we were so talking about this when we were people. talking about parasite. Yeah. No, I know. Well, I mean, obviously because like we we, we talked about this when we were talking about um. Parasite, because we, we, we were talking about the way that, like, in Hong Kong, obviously, like, space is so limited and people are, like... And there's so many but people. I didn't realise that even um, in the 60s that this was an well, issue. Well, that's what I, Yeah, I was... That's what shocked me, is the fact that you were... You were basically living with... With like, you, three other families. It like, well, it was three other... Three they were other roommates. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, this tiny... It's... What's funny is that you have these, like, two flats next to each other with, like, four families in them. 
And then like a sort of what looked like a maid situation. But yeah, there, I think it was... Um, would you ever do that? It was that? a weird situation. Would you ever live with... Like, if you were in a couple with someone, would you live with another couple? Uh, it depends. It depends on the other couple. I think that I could very happily live with you and... Uh, you, you, you and Sanero. Am I allowed to say his yeah, name? Yeah, you can say his name. <laughs> I don't know. I, for a minute, I thought you were going to be like, absolutely not. We're keeping that private in case well, I think it's kind of been put on blast on my Instagram, so it's fine. Uh, cut, that, cut that bit out. I don't want to look stupid. Anyway, I would happily move in with you and Sanero mm. if I had a partner. But I do think it's like one of those weird things where... Because, like, I am someone who... I I can barely imagine myself moving in with a partner, let alone my partner and another family. (laughs) Because there's, like, that bit where she's like, she's like, oh, you shouldn't let your husband work so much. You shouldn't go out so much. Mm. You shouldn't do all that. And obviously that's, like, a very 60s, like, whatever, like, mindset. But the woman is, like... Mrs. Chan is just like, oh yeah, cool, go to bed. Whereas I'd be like, get out of my space. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me where to be. Like, I think so it, it's a fun. Uh, but obviously, times have changed culturally as well. Like, Chinese people, um, Hong Kongese people can be more forward in that way of like telling people how to do their relationships. Um, but yeah, that's mm. that. I would not be able to live with another couple. Like, I don't know how people do that. One of my friends is like, "Oh, I want to live in a commune with loads of other people," and I'm like, "I rubbery glass. Like, that is not for me." See, but the thing is that I, I do. Ma- I mean, commune sounds nice. Well, you you were telling me your grand there's... idea of if you won the jackpot, you would. Korean. If I won, if I won the one hundred eight, if I if I won the one hundred eighty million euro jackpot that was on like last week, I'm buying. I'm, a, I'm buying a giant. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, so sad. Uh, I di- I would buy a plot of land in the south of France. I'd bring all my friends down. We'd live there commune style, and then we'd have like I don't know. I'd rent the land out or whatever. Like not rent out, but I would like. I would, like, give it out to people. I don't know. I want it to be, like, a... Com- I, yeah, I don't know. I get no, that. Anyway. I'd be there. But I couldn't do this in, like, a small apartment. You you can come along. You can come along. Um, but, but I could not do it in that small of a fucking apartment. No, no. I I do appreciate my own space. Like, I've, I've had roommates, flatmates even, before. Um, and it has worked. And I, I, I think it's quite hard to find that fit sometimes. Um but um well do you know what did you have this when i when when i was at uni in first year we were all living in halls there were some halls at my uni that were like oh i mean it's probably the same with you or whatever but like it's not that i'm saying this as if this is a like crazy idea it's not but there are there were some halls that you had like roommates not just like flatmates and i was like the idea of me in a room with another, but like the idea that I can't close the door and be like, "This is my room," yeah. Because I mean, they have so that in America. Over there. They have that. I hate it. I remember. I, um, do it. I went on a date with someone, and um, it wasn't going well. But I went back to their house, <laughs> and um, they were. Well, they were, it sounds like it was going. Or they were American. Nothing happened, um, and the. I went into their room and they had another bed there. And I was like, who is, who is sleeping here? Because that was so foreign to me. Like, I didn't think that right. he would have another bed in his room. And he's like, oh, it's my roommates. And he's um, in Liverpool. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was a terrible accent, by the way. Um, 
I was like, was that? I was half committing, I was half committing to it, so it didn't really work. Um, and then, so he told him that, uh, told me, he was like, ow. And then, like, nothing really happened, we kissed. And then his, like, roommate flew into the room and just, like, started, like, walking around. And I was just a bit like, what is going on? And then, oh, oh, it was so cringe. And then I left and, uh, yeah. Say lovey. It was the end of it that. It was the end of that. It was the end of that. But. No, but I don't, I don't think that I could, I couldn't live in that. It, it, it's a weird one because it's so, that's like a privileged thing to say. Because it also sounds weird because they were also like having such a good time. Like they were playing Mahjong together. Mm. They were like, do you, and so I was like, there oh, this is actually kind of like a cute roommate situation. Yeah. There are people that are built for it. Um, but there's like, obviously that funny scene where she gets, she gets trapped in his room. Oh my god! So that's obviously a problem. Is like they get trapped in this room and they there's that because they there's like this moment in it. I love. Okay, this is gonna sound really fucking like obnoxious. Not obnoxious, but like I feel like this is gonna come out really pretentious. But I love that those moments when films capture like really really human moments that you are like. And so this because in that scene there's that bit where she goes like they go. Why did we lock ourselves in this room? I, I'm over... She was like, I'm over here all the time. I could have just... When they came back, mm. like, your flatmates came back, I could have just been here. But I feel like that's such a, a moment where you kind of go, we over-panicked. Yeah. We, like, overthought the situation. And I don't know, like, that was such, like, a small moment that felt very, like, we've all done that where we've been, like... We've over-panicked or, like, overthought how people would perceive a situation. And then we were like, shit. Like, you know what I mean? No, literally. And you get locked in a room for, like, four hours. You know when you're, like, lying on the spot and you're adding way too many details. And it's in a situation where you don't even need to lie. But you're just being weird about the thing you were doing. Or you just don't want to get into it. And you end up lying, and then you have to keep up this lie and make up all these other things. I've been in that situation so many times where I'm just like, why didn't I just say I was going to the toilet? Or why why didn't I say I was brushing my teeth? Like, that wasn't a big deal. (laughs) I know, it's so bizarre. Because, like, oh, I have a question for you. Because this is a question I was constantly thinking throughout the film, and I wanted to ask you about this. Okay, do you think that they fucked... Um, because it's not very clear whether they Well, they, they kept on saying, they we don't want to be like them. And they kept on saying, we'll, right. we'll, we won't be bad like them or something along those lines. I feel... Well, the thing is, because there is a baby that is, like, the same age as the time progressed, I feel like right, it could be like possible um, that that could have been his child... But it did say, like, all the memory has, between them has been, like, the memory between them, or the connection between them has, like, been completely lost. So, I don't know. I think, but the thing is, what's really weird, and I don't know whether this was K-drama-esque, sometimes they will have sex and then just, like, make one weird comment about it, or one little anecdote, and you'll be like, wait... Did they or did they not? And it's like that. It's meant to show that like they've progressed in their relationship or whatever. Like this comment, right? Um, but it's like never clear whether they did or they didn't. And I think that's probably what happened here because they didn't want to say outright. I think they probably definitely kissed because they both professed their love intimacy. each other. 
Um, but yeah, um, the ending was really weird. <laughs> he went to Cambodia. Ending, <laughs> he I was watching this with my Cambodian boyfriend, and he was like, "Why is he?" I was going to say, <laughs> "Why is he at Angkor Wat?" Because like, I. Because I was like, for a minute, I was like, I, I, because you were, because you, you and you, you and your boyfriend went to Vietnam, but I couldn't remember if you guys went to Vietnam or Cambodia. So I was like, oh my god, maybe they went here, and then I realised you hadn't. Um, but it was like, it was like Cambodia, and then it was all this like documentary film footage, and I was like, I was like, is this gonna turn into like a weird war scene or well, something? Like Gina, I was like, the thing is, is when they were, some, like, when he was in um, Cambodia, that was meant to be right before when Khmer Rouge happened. So, because that's what I was wondering if there was meant to be this connection between. I don't know, and I didn't Khmer know whether Rouge he was or... Cambodian or something, or there was something there where he related to that. He's obviously he's going to a Buddhist shrine. Um, I think Angkor Wat's a Buddhist shrine. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, let me, let me Google it. You're gonna get you're gonna get dragged. I won't. Well, uh, my boy. Yeah, it's a, it, 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 it's a, it's a Buddhist. Okay, type my bu- my boyfriend who is a Buddhist told me it was a Buddhist shrine, but I don't trust anything that he says about Buddhism because he's never practiced <laughs> it. So he just he's just sort of wait. Uh, oh. Oh, interesting. Originally constructed as a Hindu temple oh. dedicated to Vishnu, it was converted into a Buddhist temple. That's cool. Anyway, anyway. He's at Angkor Wat. Is it, is it Angkor Wat? Yeah, or so is he's it, at Angkor was... Wat and he's kind of praying, I guess. Um, we don't know what he's praying for because I at least my subtitles didn't say like what he was praying for. Oh, no, but I thought he was doing the thing where he was putting the secret in the wall. Um, I think that's a Jewish thing. <laughs> no, because do you remember in the in the film he's basically talking to his friend Ping, and he's like, "Oh, uh, like our ancestors." He's talking about something like, "Oh, why do people go to temples?" And he's like, "Oh, it's so that they go, they can put, um, they they speak their secret into the wall." He's he basically t- tells oh his so he's Ping like off. letting it go basically he's like putting his secret into the wall and then he covers it up with mud to keep it there but I don't know what the secret is and that's why I'm like did they have sex was the secret that I think the they had secret sex? is that you know even though they weren't maybe physically intimate they were emotionally vulnerable with each other in a way that right. only would happen in a relationship. So it is kind of emotional cheating. And I'm not even sure that was really a concept in the 2000s about emotional cheating, because right. I don't think we were there yet as a human race to kind of comprehend <laughs> emotional cheating. But um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess you would definitely, I would feel guilty and I think maybe he was ridding himself of that guilt. But, you know, who knows if that's his kid. Would you run to Angkor Wat and just go, I've got to find a hole and, and put a secret Got to listen to the secret, secret, secret maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you would be the person taking the mud out going, give me the tea Literally. girl, I want the drama. No, I always, whenever I go to, like, a Buddhist shrine, I make an a, a offering. Um, I'm not Buddhist, but I, I just like uh, having my karma balanced. <laughs> 
You know what? As you should. We should all we should all do. It. But you know what? It's the same thing. When I go to like a, I love a Catholic church. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in the entire world. I love the drama of a Catholic church. So whenever I'm on holiday in a country that has a lot of Catholic churches, I'll go. And you can always do the thing where you can like pay money to like light one of the oh candles. My God. But I'm always too nervous to do it. I like always want to do it, but I'm always like. What I, I, what if I fuck it up? Like what if some, I, what if one of the nuns is like no? I went to Catholic school. There is no way you can fuck it up. They just want your money. Like <laughs> I would find a way. I would find. You a would way. set I would burn fire down to the, the church. church. <laughs> a Notre Dame. I'd be like, <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame two point No, but uh, um, I don't know. Catholic church scares me. I won't set foot into another church in my life. Sorry, guys. Oh, I'll, I'll drag you into one. I'll I'm not against the one. Jesus thing. It's just not for me. Just not for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is there anything yeah, else you want to say about this it? Is a, this... I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this film. I don't think... I mean, we'll give it our rating in a second, but like, I don't think... Because it, it's what's weird about this film... Well, what's weird to me about this film is the fact that it has like... Let me see some of the stuff. It was... Uh, in 2016, it was voted the second best film of the 21st century. You know, and it's got a bunch of, like, accolades in terms of, like, on sort of, like, film lists. And I do think it's a great film, so I don't think it should not be on those lists. But I, I don't, I don't think, think... it's the most amazing film I've ever seen. No, I would say, like, a recipe for a good film is great cinematography, great dialogue, and great plot, and unique kind of... Right. conversation that's happening there but this had great cinematography not a great plot I don't think I feel like a few things were inconclusive um okay dialogue and it was unique I will say it was unique but um right. yeah I, I feel like the recipe for a good film it slightly missed out for me but as again as an art movie I could see scenes of this being played in the Tate as an exhibition. That scene, I mean, the scene that, like, the scene that I always think about and when it came on, I was like, oh, is the bit, because when they're, con- when they constantly walk past each other on the stairs when they're getting noodles mm. or getting food, and that song that plays on repeat and it's all slow motion is so beautifully shot yeah. as they kind of go around each other. So, I do, yeah, I do agree with you. I do think artistically it's, I do, th- I will say that I think artistically it's one of the best films I've seen yeah. in terms of how it presents style and stuff like 100%, that. 100%. Like, you will but go I will on say Pinterest maybe and type a... in this film and you will see thousands upon thousands of photo anywhere. shoots inspired by the lighting of this film. Like, just the lighting. Yeah. And then there's outfits the in the film. Alone. And then there's, you know, the certain angles set. that it uses. The set. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy the influence this film has had. Um, but yeah, should we give it our ratings? You go first. Yeah, let's get let's give it. I'm gonna give it a three slash three point five. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty for me a middle of the barrow kind of good artsy film that um, but but not the most like amazing thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think I will give it a three, and I do think you should watch this film. It is a very short film. Yes, yeah, if. Like you're worried it's going to take three hours to get into this. No, it's it's a short film, um, but I would say it just misses the mark with me in a couple of things, and I feel like it wasn't 
cinematography very satisfying the plot line not very satisfying for me so yeah no i do understand that i get that but yeah i feel like i sat all my like qualms before so everyone knows why i've given it that ranking so i'm still gonna be i mean i do think it's a good film in the sense that i'm gonna be the reason i'm giving it the 0.5 is that 0.5 is that i'm gonna spend the rest of my life going did they did they did they fuck? <laughs> did they fuck? I think they did, but I can't be sure. But you study this I in, think they um, did. in in your classes, right? Don't you for your masters? Like you look at some of the scenes for it. Uh I mean kind of. Not really anything like this. I mean the only thing that made me kind of like No, I really don't fucking know what my film degree is. <laughs> like I don't even know what I study. But I mean I do think I think the thing that that kind of made me think about it was that like there's like the scene i'm gonna say this and then we'll stop but there's like because this is the this is the question that played me there's like the bit where she like leans in and she cries on her shoulder or there's like this moment where they're in this hotel room together and then you get these like close-ups of like the red curtains Mm. like blowing in the wind which is like very sensual and i don't know like red curtains kind of with the lighting you just have a dirty mind i mean maybe i do have a dirty mind no but for me i was like is that like like i don't know when we when we do like montage and editing i was like am i meant to be like am i meant to read in between the lines and go ah like like in the same sense of like when you see like because in like film you get a lot of stuff where you have like people about to like have sex or like having an intimate moment by like a fire mm. and i wasn't i was like oh am i meant to read the curtains as a sort of like fire I guess. Kind of, like, so oh, that about is her. something that's the only reason i was like are oh, they fucking but i might be wrong <laughs> yeah because it feels like they're really like i think probably they must have because i they kept on being like we're just as bad as them and i feel like maybe they didn't confront them because they became just as bad as them and that, well, that would be uh, an explanation yeah, I, for point. all of that um and kind of yeah kind of satisfying my, my that's a good point the reason they didn't need to re- the reason they didn't need to like confront them is because they were like well we're just doing the same mm. so we're just living parallel <laughs> like that's a good point shit but yeah we haven't chosen what we're gonna watch next week so we'll write it in the show notes um oh yeah but yeah should we end it there I think we should. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Hey.